0: Paul Kemp. I'm here with uh, David Keefe and Cindy Mm -hmm. Kemp. And uh, we are continuing to read through the Gospel of Luke together. We've enjoyed doing this. It's always fun for us, you know, as a staff to read, you know, the Gospel, uh, to read Scripture in community and to Mm -hmm. talk about it. Uh, We've loved the thought of inviting you into reading with us. I love the feedback we're getting from some of you of how Mm -hmm. it's been a blessing to you and an encouragement to you as as well. God's Word is deeply rich and, you know, the practice just of reading it, you know, day by day, hearing Jesus' words fresh and new and sometimes being startled, uh, you know, by the call that He makes of us and demands that He makes of us and overjoyed by the grace that He gives us, you know, as we go through this. So, as we continue in Luke, uh, today we come to what has always been to me the most puzzling parable in all of Scripture. Mm Uh, where Jesus uh, commands uh, a shrewd manager uh, for doing some dishonest you know kind of things so we need to read this one carefully and uh, of course what we always need to do before we come to scripture is to ask the Lord to be with us as we read uh, we're reading relationally we're reading to know him we're reading to be shaped by him we're reading to follow him you know more deeply so let's offer ourselves and offer the moment you know to the Lord Cindy do you mind no, leading us
1: Father, thank you for this time and in, in your word. And like Paul said, we thank you that um, it's used to shape our hearts and our lives, Lord, to uh, transform our mind and to conform us into the image, Father, of your Son. And so, Father, we just would pray that this time would be fruitful, that you would open our eyes to what is before us, and that we would have understanding, and that we would, by your Spirit, apply it to our lives. In Christ's name, amen.
0: So Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The Manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their homes. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? Nine hundred gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it four hundred and fifty. Then he asked a second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it eight hundred. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly, for the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you'll be welcomed into your eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will give you true riches? If you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. you hate the one or love the other. You'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money heard this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You're ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your heart. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. the law and prophets were proclaimed until john since that time the good news of the kingdom of god is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it it is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day At his gates was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades where he is in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called him Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your life you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. Besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there, to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, They do not listen to Moses and the prophets. They will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead." Well, crazy, you know, few verses. They seem a little bit disjointed. Yep. But if you realize, you know, the theme, you know, mm-hmm. that is coming together uh, is how uh, how we view possessions and how we deal with our possessions. And again, he's speaking to the Pharisees who in the middle yep. of this, you know, are labeled as those who love their stuff. Mm-hmm. They loved, you know, their money. And so they sneer at Jesus teaching. You know, how could you possibly, you know, challenge you know all of these you know, good graces that God has given us, and uh, it's, so it's a kind of an interesting framework. So let's get to this uh, dishonest manager. Uh, I, I love you. Know, I, I like this guy. You know, uh, but uh, he's a pretty sneaky old fella. Uh, you know, he's getting toward the you know he's getting toward the end of his life and uh, he's been accused of not handling things well and so you know he's given notice and during the time he's given notice he adjusts all the bills of his you know, uh, owners uh, Or his bosses you know, boss's, you know uh, debtors down mm-hmm. to half of what they half of what they were and these are you know big bills And uh, so he's very dishonest in what he's doing. You know, some people claim that, you know, that that money would have been due him. Mm -hmm. But but I I think he's just a dishonest guy. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, his master, you know, kind of looks at him and says, Boy, you're finally showing now some you're, working. you're showing some initiative. So he commends him. And what you have to realize is what Jesus is doing, he's not, you know, commending us when he says to be shrewd, he's not saying to be dishonest or even to be sneaky or to be, you know, tricky. He's arguing, you know, from the less to the greater. So if a dishonest person acting in his own interest knows how to secure his best interest, how about an honest person who is genuinely seeking God knows how to use the things that God has given him in order to honor his master. Mm. So there's some opposites, you know, mm-hmm. that are taking place. Mm-hmm. And, and you get it, you know, in in, in the punchline. If you're dishonest with a few things, in other words, it's definitely not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not condoning dishonesty. If you're dishonest with a few things, you're going to be dishonest with a lot. And if you're honest with very little, you know, you'll be honest also With a lot, it's a measure of your heart. But he also says our our integrity and how we handle things has a spiritual impact on us, Mm -hmm. as well. Where he talks about being entrusted with two riches, true riches, and and with property of our property of our own. So, anything else you guys are seeing in the parable of the shrewd manager?
1: Well, it was interesting to me that um, as he kind of saw his day coming approaching, um, that he would work it so that people would continue to welcome him into their homes. And then at, in, uh, I guess, 15, the rich um, the rich man had said to him, you're the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your heart. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. So, you know, I'm making that connection, but not sure exactly what, you know, he was doing, but he was, you know, he cared more about what people thought of him and was trying to work that in his favor than, you know, what God or what his laws are. You know, what well, his you know that
0: certainly, you know, certainly applied to the Pharisees. Right. For, you know, for this guy he's just using, you know, he, he's manipulating resources for his own you know, for his own welfare. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so the whole idea of what people think about you and being welcomed into their presence, you know, is is a big part of that and then of course when you move you know to speaking of the pharisees you know who who you that okay. comes with a challenge use your wealth for you know something eternal mm-hmm. and uh the things that uh, you know they're highly valued by you are detestable to god and he that word in the old testament is usually reserved for idols And and Mm -hmm. so their material blessings have kind of captured their heart and become their idols, and they're using them for their own comfort and their own wealth. When God has, from you know the covenant of Abraham on, that God blesses us in order to be a blessing, and when we simply become consumers, we have really missed the heart of the Father who has given us uh, what we have in order that we might be a blessing and the purpose of being a blessing is to extend the kingdom of god to see more people you know come into the kingdom as we demonstrate his love and grace and our generosity
2: as i was reading through this chapter i thought verse 9 i just wrote next to it man this is a really overlooked verse um and even as i was just considering what what jesus is saying here where he says i tell you use your worldly wealth which we all do have to gain friends for yourself so that when it's all gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. So I love that idea of kind of what he's capturing there of, okay, you have your wealth and you can use it on yourself and, and on what you want and what you want to build up kind of your own little kingdom, or you can invest obviously in, in people and in, in others with that wealth in such a way that at the end of it, when it's all gone, because it will be all gone one day, you've used it in this eternal way that's going to benefit um, not just now, but benefit people for for eternity so just using your resources investing in eternal ways I thought was a pretty huge thing there Mm -hmm. um, that we can use it to obviously um, take care of of, of those around us um, rather than just ourselves right
0: and and by friends obviously those you know that we've had through Luke the poor the lame the blind Mm -hmm. the crippled who have Mm -hmm. benefited from our generosity and from our grace and from our care but ultimately there is a double meaning there The, the, the friends you're gaining by using your wealth for the kingdom is God Himself, yeah. who welcomes you. Mm-hmm. You know, God is the <laughs> one who has welcomed you into His home yeah. here, mm-hmm. rather than you know, you know. Obviously, you have the welcome of mm-hmm. seeing other people who have been influenced by the, the by the gospel because of your generosity. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the friend you have gained or the one you've impressed, you know, is not the others that you were talking about, but you've impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've impressed God Himself. And this is where Luke can search. You, you can't serve two masters. You can't mm-hmm. serve your stuff and, and, and God. Kind of interesting that uh, out of nowhere, you know, we get this, uh, you know, just talking about the law and the prophets will be fulfilled, every measure of it. And then he goes immediately into divorce. And we're going, <laughs> what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what, and of course, that is another place where you know, Jesus said, don't think I've come to relax this. God wants every part of his heart fulfilled, and all of it will be fulfilled in me. And you guys, in a or just any silly little excuse would allow them to you know to reject one wife and pick up another wife you, you don't know the faithfulness of god and you're not even faithful you know to each other so it's mm-hmm. in the context you know of you know again speaking to the pharisees and their values we love our wealth we love to excuse and put out others you know at the slightest you know little excuse mm-hmm. and he's challenging you know, to come back and then we have a, the final parable of the you know the, the rich, rich man, man. And, and Lazarus and the rich man was I, I wonder how many of the Pharisees in Jesus' audience were wearing purple yeah
2: kind of right, oh gosh <laughs> at, at the moment yeah. yeah
0: there was a rich man who I'll was right dressed, in, dressed in purple and fine linen living in luxury every color. day yeah uh, you so you have true. you know you have uh, you have this picture and I'm guessing yeah. I'm guessing some of the people around him were dressed exactly like that <laughs> oh, they were awesome. enjoying you know those kinds of
2: <laughs> and you might have had beggars out in front of their home. yeah no yeah. yeah yeah exactly
0: yeah they probably did you know and lazarus was up, uh, you know placed in front of not you know he went and sat in front of but he was you know placed he was in a bad way mm. and you know here's you know mm-hmm. food falling off the edge of the tables yeah yeah I don't know if that's ever happened at your house. Oh, my kids all the <laughs> time. Yeah, with small kids. We're yeah, sleeping every,
2: <laughs> every 20 minutes. Not yeah, I've had lunch with you, David. It
0: happens <laughs> anyway without, know. You know, without the kids. But anyway, Can you imagine? You know, he's looking for food, you know, falling off the edge of the table uh, mm-hmm. and, and and gets nothing. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, that is the picture. If you're know, right here in your gates, you you're enjoying all these luxuries, and you're throwing these great banquets, and you're in, inviting, you know, your friends, and it's being you know, reciprocated, and you guys are living a nice little party life, enjoying the riches of this world, and then right outside of your gates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are people who could deeply, you know, use your generosity to gain friends, you know, for the kingdom and be welcomed into the eternal dwellings, mm-hmm. you know, which is, you know, given a, given a picture
2: You know, we keep talking about this reversal of the kingdom, which again, you see it in verse 25. So after, you know, they both passed, you know, Lazarus goes to Abraham's side and and the rich man goes to Hades. Um, And then the rich man asked for just a drop of water um, for the agony of the fire. And Abraham replied, you know, son, remember that in your lifetime, you received your good things while Lazarus received the bad things. Um, But now he is comforted. Um, and, and you're in agony, and it goes back, I think, to Mary's song, which we've talked about in the last few days as well. You know, he has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent away the rich empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you see
0: that theme being, yeah. you know, lived out in the parables of Jesus, uh, but also in the invitations of Jesus and those who are responding. You know, to, you know, to this, it's uh, kind of interesting, you know, that you have name. You don't usually have names in parables, uh, but. Uh, The word Lazarus means one who is helped by God. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. so he received, you know, God's grace. He's longing for a calm. Now, you know, the rich man is longing for a drop. A drop, yeah.
1: And then he, you know, is asking that his brothers be warned. And I love it. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to him. And he says, no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent so good <laughs> the irony of all that
0: okay why is it so good
1: <laughs> well this is the again if this is the Pharisees they had Moses and the prophets and yet they yeah. rege- rejected the one that they pointed to which was Christ and and uh, and he would die and he would rise but they still would not right. listen mm-hmm.
0: yeah, beautiful a beautiful portrait of the very one who is speaking yeah. to him
1: mm-hmm.
0: you will have you've had Moses and the prophets and of course we're going to start uh, you know actually this was last Sunday uh, that we started in the book of Hebrews mm-hmm. there
1: you go uh, we are yeah. recording
0: this ahead of time yeah. so i just slipped up just, it, it, just slipped up a little bit Did <laughs> all, <laughs> all of that where he said in the Great past he spoken to us by the <laughs> 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 in the past he spoke it to us by he prophets but now he has spoken to us through his son and uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's a beautiful picture the very one who is speaking to them would come back mm. from the dead is that final testimony and indeed they would not listen
1: mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm.
0: yep. Father thank you for your grace and for your goodness and thank you that you have risen from the dead as, as the first fruits of everything that you offer us in Christ and may we have hearts to listen may we hear the words of this very challenging a you know, passage to use worldly wealth, not, you know, just simply to increase our comfort, but to increase our impact on the world for your sake. It's in your holy name we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen.